I got a message from Skype, and it said, "How would you rate the quality of this call?" <laughs> it really, I it made me start to think. I was like, "That was that's gonna be a good episode." I think. I think that was a good one. I gave it five stars. <laughs> Nice family. Is she a Terminator too? That's your little Terminator kid. His name is Matteo. I met his mother Alicia a few months after I killed John. Oh, you don't get to say his name ever. Her husband had beaten her. He was trying to kill her child. She had nowhere to go. Caring for this family gave me purpose. Because without purpose, we are nothing. Touching story. Does it have a point? While raising Medeo, my son, I began to understand what I'd taken from you. Wait, you grew a conscience? The equivalent to one, yes. I'm sure that helps Scott. They're like, there was no buffering issues at all. <laughs> That was a perfect call. <laughs> All right, let's see. I really dislike that I have to. I guess it's the democratization of Rotten Tomatoes or their attempt to do so that I have to click one extra time to go to top critics because I don't care about the people that you know yeah. somehow have snuck in with their own blog or what have you. Like I just yeah. want to see you know the newspapers, the magazines, or whatever, like the official ones. Like, well, I think the you know what's funny is like. You could go to Metacritic, and that's what Metacritic is. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but we still are like, no, Rotten Tomatoes is brand. It's Rotten Tomatoes is the beats, mm-hmm. and Metacritic is bows. I think that's <laughs> that's what we not, are. You're going to insult some sort of audio file there that's like, how dare you? You've got it completely flipped. Like, that's wrong. <laughs> you ever been with those guys? I've never been that, like, I guess I just don't have the ear for it, where I'm like, like, visually, I guess being movie guys... Like yeah. I can tell my pictures off, but like as far as headphones, I have a you know I have a hard time really gauging like oh this is substantially better than that. Like <laughs> really, it's the price points. <laughs> if you price something five hundred dollars more, I'm just like well that's better, right? That's five hundred dollars better. <laughs> right. Well, another thing is how often those products go on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, Bose very rarely do, and and I I went with Bose uh, because. I have actually used their products before, and they are quite good. Um, so, and from all the reviews that That's I, what these, you know. these are the, oh. I bought these to start War Machine versus Warhorse. Like the month uh-huh. we started recording it, I mean, you can tell like how completely. I mean, you know, that's five and a half years worth of like yeah. hours of podcasting. So these have been retired. Technically, they still work. They're just. You know, every time I do a podcast, especially when you and I get talking, like if yeah. I go see my wife, she's like wiping the like flakes off my ears where the pads are like pulling apart. <laughs> so yeah. I think yeah. these are Sony's. I changed it up. Yeah. So, so. I got you. Um I, yeah I went with these uh well they find they went on sale because the new the seven hundred bows came out and I couldn't justify four hundred dollars. Uh these were like two eighty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I don't have noise canceling. And I do enjoy, like when I'm going uh shopping, um like grocery shopping and stuff, the riffraff and at Safeway and Walmart and stuff, like I I do uh I mostly listen to audiobooks and stuff nowadays. Uh but what um it really does help. So what do you use for audiobooks? 
I want to use Apple because I want to be all in on, uh, you know, in one ecosystem. But I started with Audible and Audible has a lot of uh, original content that I appreciate. Uh, they do a lot of their own little audio audible, um, like theater works. They do, uh, they get people on there to like, like I think Thaddy Newton mm. did, uh, one of the, one of the classics. Uh, and recently there was, uh, this Babe Ruth. Um, it's, it's like 40 minutes. It's called screwball. And, uh, Beck, Bennett plays Babe Ruth in this like total parody. And the only way I can describe, okay, the way I describe it is actually it's Babe Ruth just being a moron. And he's like, he's naturally gifted, but it's him and like the minors going after the majors. Oh, I have this actually. Yeah. Cause I, he's uh, one of the originals. Yeah. Cause I just, uh, is that, are those the ones where you pick two? You can pick yes. two, three. Yeah, I picked this yes. one because I'm like, oh, I, I was like, I recognize that. I haven't listened to it yet, but I have listened to it like seven, eight times now, and I laugh with the same gusto that I did that first time. And the first time, I was like, you know, let me listen to this because I like Beck Bennett. I think he's really talented, and I want him to uh, kind of branch away from SNL and do some more passion projects. And I felt like this was one of them because it, it seemed like an odd thing to say yes to. Um, and he, his performance is so good. And the fact that I don't really know that much about Babe Ruth, it just made it even better because I want to think of him as this total like numbskull who just happens to be one of the most naturally gifted uh, athletes in the history of the world. So, uh, I yeah, I, I would say please listen to it. I think it's hilarious. Again, I rarely give that stamp of approval because uh, on things and recommendations to other people because, you know, I watch Big Bang Theory and, and Friends and a whole <laughs> bunch of other nonsense that people despise. <laughs> but this one, I was like, this is legitimately funny. And some of the reviews on Audible are like one star. It's like, he's playing him like he's a moron. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's the fucking point. I actually have found, because uh, I, I turn my Audible on and off, just depending. Like, I usually, like, purchase it when it goes on some sort of discount. Like, you know, for six months, yeah. you can get it this price. And then, um, and now it was, like, a, a really active, like, get, like, two credits a month. And I was burning through them. Uh, but I was going to recommend to you, there's this app called Libby. Have you ever used it? I've heard of it, yes. So you should have, I'm assuming, better access than myself, given that you're in a bigger... Uh, bigger area, uh, but it uses your local. You have to have a library card, your local library, yeah. and then whatever they have digitally. Uh, and a lot of stuff that I would have used a credit on through Audible, it was there for free on on Libby. Oh. Now you only have like usually like if it's a new release, you only have like seven days. And depending on how many people are like wanting it, you know, there may be a queue to wait for it to be like on your phone. But uh, yeah, I burned through them with with that with the uh, Libby app. I haven't used uh, Hoopla as much for that because I don't think they're like audiobook selections that good. But I do use Hoopla a lot for uh, independent movies. Okay, there, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like there's so much I have to go through, anyways. Like I'm never at like, oh my god, I can need this right now. It's like mm -hmm. very rarely right. do I need to listen to something or watch something right away. I oh, you remember I told you like I did spend. Uh, money on at itunes at full price on a couple things stuff that like doesn't go down price i because i wanted to watch it so badly i paid the 14.99 for the farewell hmm. uh that's a film that well, first of all i didn't see in theaters so i didn't spend any 
ticket money on it. That that helped me convince myself. <laughs> I'm sure the filmmakers appreciate <laughs> avoiding supporting them in their theatrical run. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, it, it I, I don't know how it was. It was playing. Well, I'm sure it was playing in DC. Um, but yeah, I know. Uh, I just I just didn't have the time. Um, and and I did, and I made sure I was like, I bought this. To, I'm watching it today because it's going down in price tomorrow. For all I know, uh, and I watched it. And I I loved it. I really liked it. It was it was the kind of somber emotion like genuinely emotional film that i kind of needed to watch and also the the two cultures very much you know um important to me um and aquafina was so good so many little things that she did uh that, that made me like not only love the character but also her as like a performer like i, I was thrilled thrilled with this film so i i absolutely did not feel bad uh Go ahead, and you know, a twenty-four films. They it takes a while for them to go on sale, anyways. So, um, I'm hoping yeah, with yeah. Uh, whatever partnership they have with Apple TV, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I mean, it sounds bad because I'm like adamantly opposed to Disney buying up everything, but I'm like, yeah. I wish Apple would just buy a twenty-four, so they can keep making their movies and they just show up on Apple TV Plus as like the streaming yeah. service. But I don't, I can't remember what they. I think they have maybe some sort of like first look streaming agreement i don't know but it's some sort of marginal support system gotcha and they should like no now it's apple 24 <laughs> actually know, in a very cool. like sort of like simpsons gag kind of way i would love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the first film they do like the a24 like, a morphs into an apple oh my gosh <laughs> it'd be so good <laughs> speaking of the farewell let's talk about terminator well, I think a lot of people would. To, uh, we can't seem to bid farewell to this franchise. I was about to say it seems like, uh, yeah, th this is something that I can't remember if Terminator Three was a success. Was it? Or was it just sort of like a mild success financially? Like, I want to say mild. Even, even critically, it was it was not panned. It was like, oh, okay, they're kind of continuing well, the story. At that time. <laughs> nobody knew how bad it was going to get. <laughs> so like, I, I seem to remember <laughs> as like a teenager or whenever that came out, uh, was that 2003? Was it summer yes, 2003? It oh, okay. Well, it's a little bit later. Now. I thought it was in the nineties, but, um, I seem to remember thinking like that was trash. That was garbage. And I actually went back for this conversation web. Uh, <laughs> those movies went on sale and I, I bought Terminator three. Cause I'm like, was it that bad? And I watched it and I'm like, I was a young punk. Like I, I didn't know how bad we could have it. And yeah. yet when you compare them to the later ones, it just seems like, Oh yeah, this is pretty normal. As you said, a continuation, um, has yeah. a pretty cool ending. Pretty, <laughs> pretty dark. I like, love the ending. Yeah. It's love just like, Nope, ending. can't change it. It's set in stone. It, uh, so it cost a staggering $187 million. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, huh? Yeah. Um, and it made 433, so it probably made like a minor profit. Uh, well, that was back when DVD, yeah. you know, revenue actually mattered too. So, oh, that's true. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't mind T3 that much, and it's 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 quite violent too. Actually, that the the arm going through uh, and driving the car, like that was really brutal. <laughs> 
pretty good from yeah. uh, Mr. What U five seven one. I think that was the director. I think he was coming off of that, which I was a you know submarine movie that I really dig. But this one, I believe, is is it the Deadpool guy? It's a uh, that did Dark yes. Fate. Okay, it's the first Deadpool. Yeah, Tim Miller. So who did the second one? And also, was that one of the John Wick guys? Yes, it's the other. Yes, um, Chad something or other. Yes, it's the John Wick guy that wasn't credited in the first John Wick film. This this timeline is a mess. It's like real time. <laughs> like in reality, it's a mess. <laughs> so the the thing that I uh, I I guess the. I don't know if you'd call it review, but the commentary that I've liked the best on Terminator Dark Fate is from Scott Mendelson. Yeah. Do you read his stuff? Like mainly box office stuff. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm aware of him and, and his uh <laughs> his kind of fan base. Little, <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna go a little more insulting. Like, yeah, I'm aware of his little numbers column that he writes. <laughs> I'm aware of the people that follow him. Yeah. Um so he basically likened Dark Fate to their attempt to uh, with this franchise to do force awakens so you have yes i did i didn't know it was him but yes i do remember that comment so yeah so they're going a little more progressive uh you pretty much have three women as your leads i mean not the you know the the terminators here uh because mackenzie davis is I, i guess the bold new flavoring or spice adding to it is that she's some sort of hybrid uh, as opposed to being yes. like a human soldier or like a machine sent back to protect uh, the target here. Uh, but you do have the, you know, I guess the Terminator proper and Arnold in a supporting role. Like, I don't know at what point in the film he shows up, but it's, is it halfway through? I mean, it's not like he he's really didn't need to be there. Like he, well, felt you have to have a punching close. bag. You have to have something that can basically be the diversion ah. for the Terminator for the, <laughs> you know, the killing machine. Yeah. Um, but so I, I didn't see this one get, you know, taken down by like, <laughs> like the alt-right of online where it's like, how dare they put women? <laughs> like, I even think like for the conservative, like loudmouth, that Terminator's not even on their radar. And I think as, yeah. a, as a country in the world, <laughs> Terminator just doesn't, no one cares. Um, but he also made the uh, – and I didn't go back and watch uh, Genesis, but he in in that column, he was saying that was their version. Oh, you did? Well, I'll, I'll, of course shock, I did. I'll shock you here, Webb. I had the intention of doing it because, yet again, on iTunes, it was on sale for five bucks for Dark Fate yeah. opening weekend. I bought it knowing that I disliked that movie, but I'm like, why did I dislike it? Like, And I'm a guy that has a podcast where I could go back and listen to myself. But even me, I'm like, I don't want to listen to that. I want to watch the movie. <laughs> but he he compared no, that. No, that's that's the journalist in you, though. You want the primary, you know, source. There you don't want go. the secondary. Yeah, hey, okay, good. You cleaned it up, Web. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but he in in his column, and it you know had me kind of intrigued. He said that was their Star Trek. That was their that was their that J.J. Abrams film that they were ripping off. Who's you know a total rip off artist himself. The sort of like everything you know is going to be like altered with this like new timeline type thing, and he said this was a more clean sort of Force Awakens. We're going to introduce some new personalities, a newer sort of generation, but kind of keep uh, the spine of like you know the original concept. So uh, I guess that's a long introduction before we possibly shit on this. Did any any of those attempts work for you at all? Well, 
I because Genesis was so panned, I went into it being like, this is going to be horrific. And it actually ended up being not too bad. And again, it's partly because I like Amelia Clark. It's like I, I think she brings a certain charm and charisma to anything that she does. Um, no, granted, the list isn't long because Game of Thrones has been so you know time consuming. Uh, I, I thought it was, and, and I oddly did not hate. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, box office poison. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the target this time? <laughs> Captain Boomerang from Suicide Squad. What's his name? Oh, uh, oh you're right. <laughs> uh, he's Australian, right? Yeah, him. Shout out yes, to Andrew. Yes. And it's, your... not Sam... it's not Sam Worthington. I get him confused. Uh, Jai Courtney. Right? <laughs> I was about to say Sam Worthington, but I had the wrong Terminator. Jai Courtney. Yeah. yeah wrong Terminator. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I you know what like none of them have really been terrible to, for me even salvation I was like oh okay at least we're not retreading the same story over and over again uh, at least it's in a different setting and we're finally at that future point so it's like each of them offer something Genesis uh like I I enjoyed doing the Back to the Future Part Two type thing with it where it's like okay we revisit the, some of the same areas the uh, same uh, uh, sequences and, and events and kind of turn them on their head or see them from a different point. The biggest problem for me in Genesis is the giant plot hole that's left uh, because the, they're not going to make more of them. Um, well, at least of Genesis uh, timeline is that who the hell sends the original Arnold back to train young, uh, young Sarah Connor, which is, I guess they were going to answer in the sequels. And I just, Films need to stop this. Make a film, and and you can ha- leave a couple things for the sequel, but you need to tell me a story and, and me be satisfied by the end of it. Alita, Battle Angel, kind of did it for the most part. Oh, you're really they... trying to get your nerd cred back up. That is like the <laughs> film Twitter nerd like uh, movie of choice for uh, 2019. Um, wow. It is one that every every time I go to my uh, physical library location and rent physical media on blu-ray they only get like one blu-ray copy of new releases and they get like five dvd copies of everything and i just you know i just refuse right on just moral grounds (laughs) to go back but alita battle angel is always (laughs) it's like i believe i'm on some sort of like lists like uh uh, like like the serial killer in seven <laughs> where I've checked out a little battle angel like eight times and I've yet to watch it. I've always like returned on due date and be like, eh, I'll get to it next time. Cause it's always there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's not a bad And the thing is, again, it's sometimes the lead is just so charismatic and Rosa Sal's are so good in it. Um, and she's she, uh, like makes it, I think worthwhile. Uh, and you know everyone involved does a good job, but it's another film where it's like it's it it feels like you just ate the appetizer of a meal, and you're like, no, maybe we'll think about giving you the entree if we sell enough appetizers. <laughs> well, there's a uh, a side there's a side question of this. With I believe it applies to Alita Battle Angel because I think I saw this in the like really obnoxious like the, you know a movie is going to tank. When the trailers that you're seeing, it's like those like extensive pre-show trailers where you have like talking heads like, no, 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 
it's cool. Please like see our movie. And it was like James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. And they're like explaining why you will like this. Cause they don't even yeah. have confidence that the trailer will get butts and seats. Uh, big red flag, but like how often in particular with like the Terminator series, do you have James Cameron come in to put his like face or name on it and be like, yep, this is me, baby. Although not really. Cause I wasn't on set, <laughs> didn't do anything. Yeah. but it's like, I had an idea once where I want to do like another Terminator movie. Like it's yeah. beneath me now, but you should still pay good money to see it. And I feel yeah. like was Genesis. Was that the first official one or is dark fate? The first like official James Cameron, but I feel like they roll him out in the press tour every time. Yes, um, in Genesis, it, it, it was given the James Cameron seal of approval because he said, I was watching the film, and it was kind of the same scene that I had already filmed, but then we see it from a different angle, and I was like, whoa, this has reinvigorated, you know, invigorated the franchise. And then recently he has said, I said that, because it turned, being a giant turd, he's like, I said that because Arnold's a good friend. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so at this point it's like why listen to anything why why listen why is he like you know all of a sudden uh, uh you know the, the one who we should uh, listen to in terms of like oh his seal of why does his name mean so much now because uh, yes uh the trailer for this is like james cameron returns as a producer <laughs> and so, <laughs> who so this time like i guess it's like oh it's his money Last time it was just him saying things. Now he's putting his mind. So if that means anything to him or to the fans that are, are on the fence, I feel like people who are going to see the movie are going to see the movie, you know. In this uh, case, I, not. I, the, <laughs> yeah. The, the price tag also for Dark Fate is quite hefty, and I don't know why because – it's not like the movie looked so much better than, you know, uh, anything else that comes out nowadays. And in fact, they had to get like three, four studios to pony up the dough for this. And, and so and three or four still- studios, it says here projected losses, uh, they expect for its total run will be $130 million. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's funny, <laughs> it's like it feels like 20th Century Fox it was their last little like uh, – uh, punch you know gut punch to disney because now disney owns those losses <laughs> <laughs> they're like disney's gonna buy us out green lit this terminator <laughs> did they get them with dark phoenix in the same way <laughs> yes yes they did and i think they 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 still have the rights to that uh that horror one the new mutants like that's never gonna come out i feel Maybe like it's just plus special but i don't know yeah, I feel like that one maybe dropped on Hulu or something because that that presumably will get in the way of whatever Feige or whatever wants to do with the the Marvel yeah. universe. But like, it's interesting because you and I were, I guess, as close as it comes to defenders of like Dark Phoenix. Like we, yeah. <laughs> we end up uh, on War Machine versus Warhorse. We end up like we recorded for like over four hours on it and various <laughs> other things. But it would if I just let it run. If I was one of those assholes who didn't edit. You would have, yeah. like, no one would have listened to it, but people on, on their phones would have received a four-hour special on Dark Phoenix. Uh, chopped that up. It was still a pretty lengthy episode. It, it's Yeah, it's not bad. It's just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, yeah, because it got like a, I wanted, it was like a 20% around it. It was like, it's not that bad. That one, I feel like there was like joy and dancing on the grave. It was like the victory parade for... 
uh, Disney uh, getting <laughs> the mutants back in the like the the, the fold. Uh, with Terminator, I don't know if it's much like a celebration of yet another failure. Uh, maybe it's just like shaking of the head of like, why do they like, why? Like you're saying like the budget, what inspires the confidence in this franchise at this point? That's not really had, it's not had a runaway success since 1991 and going back to 2003 to being like, I think they made some money off video (laughs) on Terminator three. So what is it about the failures of salvation Genesis that like, People, is it just the IP is just so famous from those like that first two movies, and really it's just Terminator Two is like what is iconic now. Yeah, but like There's some people who still say the first one's better. Are you one of those? I think you're one of those people, right? You like the first no, Terminator more than the I, second. No, I like I like. Uh, well, it, to me, it's like uh, it's in house. Like it's the same director, but it's like Alien and Aliens, right? Like they they do yeah. to me seem like two like one of them does seem like a horror movie with Terminator low yes. budget just yes, a slasher movie and then Terminator is like you know it's all the cool shit you want to see if they, if they ever got some money you know James Cameron he paid yeah. it back um but there's no like like at least with the X Men movies like they had their ups and downs but they had some hits mixed in there right like you yeah. know X Men first class yeah. you know I mean they when first class came out it's like okay we're going a new direction and uh yep. you know the the he who shall not be named uh when they got to days of future past like it's like yeah. okay big hit huge hit yep now you know and critically critically and and box office I'm like, sure people... if you go back those critics have changed those reviews to <laughs> <laughs> splattering tomato <laughs> Meanwhile, Armand White is always on the side. (laughs) Just in case, I'm going to give it a bad review. To me, Dark Phoenix is more understandable because it's just like, that worked. And these things have worked with this particular cast, too. Like, this is like a series that's come out every two to three years. Uh, But Terminator, (laughs) you know, five to like eight years, we're like, okay. We got it right this time. We promise you. And no one cared the last time. So I, I, I'm, uh-huh. I guess I'm just puzzled that this thing is still like in our lives at this point. And right, is it a celebration that this could this be the end? Could this be <laughs> the last time they try to do it? Well, it, it does have kind of a definitive end, as definitive as like the first one had, you know. Um, but if you watch the special edition of T2, that there is a legitimate end. It's it's old Linda Hamilton, and she's like you know, in a playground with with her kid. Or I whatever. did not buy that Frank. the uh the, the on the Terminator sale the special edition because yeah. I I have the I already had T2 I guess the proper uh, one and it's in 4K and that the, you've you've made this complaint before that the like special edition of the director's cuts usually are not so I didn't give them the five bucks. Did I make a mistake there? Um. There are other things in the special edition um, besides the ending that's different uh, that I really love. There's there's more stuff with Arnold in the desert, and he's trying more to learn about uh, humanity, and uh, which I really love. And oh my gosh, there's an entire sequence where they reboot him. And there's actually some plot stuff that I was like, that's important. They they take out his chip, and they're ready to destroy it. And so Linda Hamilton and um, Edward Furlong, the two of them, debate whether to like destroy him right now before moving on to their mission, um, which is, I think, very integral. And it's another great use of Linda Hamilton's twin because there's a mirror scene that they're like, it'll be easier just to get a twin to like mirror your uh, – 
uh, movements. So I really like the special edition. You're right. Like, a, <laughs> I hate to say it. It's like, is it worth the extra $5? Do you, if you have a physical copy of it, I would say that's it, probably not enough. But because I grew up with the special edition more so than the theatrical one. And once I watched it, I was like, I can't go back. So when the option was given, I chose the HD special edition over the 4K theatrical. Wow. Okay. That's a, yeah. that's a, that is a re-endorsement then. <laughs> I, I would say watch it before you invest money okay. into it. So I think at this point, if anyone's listening, I think they're like, <laughs> uh, hey, guys, uh, what did you actually think of Dark Fate? <laughs> you know – I <laughs> after going through the many nuances of the digital rights and HD 4K yeah. this my trips to the library for Alita Battle Angel again <laughs> that I won't watch I didn't hate it I think that uh like the others there were good and bad things about it uh the fatigue of it all like I did feel like Mackenzie Davis after after you know exciting battle sequence where I was like I need some sustenance like I to, to kind of continue with this franchise and I don't know what what that's gonna be it might be drugs who knows she <laughs> there's enough good stuff in this film um specifically I think the first half and then it kind of even visually it turns into this like really dark and and uh, over the top nonsense uh, I, I I was and I went with my wife my wife was actually quite excited about it because she hasn't been subjected to salvation and and genesis so she and 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 terminator 2 is a film that she's like i watched a ton in india like that film went all over and it was a mainstay for for like i think everywhere like the world Hmm. it was the most expensive film in the world at the time of its release and so seeing linda hamilton there's always every film kind of hooks you it's like oh this time we got Christian Bale, a really hot actor. Oh, this time we have Amelia Clark. Oh, this time we're going back and we have a returning cast member. I actually feel like this is the one that doesn't really have an easily marketable hook, though. Like, three is like, yeah. you know, oh. a proper sequel. Salvation's like, okay, yes. we're going to finally give you the war. And Genesis yeah. is, yeah, the time warp aspect of it where you have, you know, the Sarah Connor showing up in the protector role. Um, yeah. This one, other than it just being Terminator with new faces, and like like I said, with the Force Awakens comparison, Minnesota made some of your old yeah. favorites in this sort of mentor role. I could see why people would be like, okay, so it's just more Terminator, but we're going to try to de-age it so we have like we can set up the franchise with like younger stars. They they thought that the Linda Hamilton was going to be a hook, but I don't think people care. <laughs> That's that's the thing. And there's, there's the top of the show <laughs> <laughs> kindness that I want from Webb. <laughs> the thing is, Linda Hamilton did T2 and then went on to hang out with Ron Perlman and do Beauty and the Beast on TV for like six seasons. So she hasn't done – she's been out of the game for so long. And who knows? It could be her twin. I have no idea who this woman is. Uh you really seem to I, love I, the twin more than Hamilton I herself. Do, I do like it. <laughs> and and when at the end of Terminator Two, when when the T one thousand is pretending to be her, I leaned over to my wife like, you know how they did this scene? <laughs> and she's like, How? <laughs> That's her twin. 
I was giving her the full IMDb commentary while we were rewatching it. I do like that a lot. I don't know why. Um, anyhow, I think I just like the fact that they were able to. This is the cost cutting stuff that I love in films. It's like, how can we avoid doing, like, oh, a practical effect? She has a twin. Let's use it. I like that stuff. So. Yeah, Linda Hamilton's just not a name. Like Sarah Connor is a name, but it's been muddled, you know, kind of. Uh, uh, not through... a fan of the uh, Fox TV series, are you? Oh, that's right. That's another thing. Golly. Like, yeah, this thing is all over. And and that one is very well liked, apparently, by a bunch of nerds. <laughs> not that I'm not one, but it's like I, I saw, I think, the first two or three episodes, and I was like, this isn't for me. This is – this is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where it's like, this isn't really the MCU. This isn't really Terminator. But isn't that the problem that the movie series has now? That they they have had such a lack, I guess, lack of respect, or they just don't... It was sealed off in a way with T2 that to continue it further, it's always going to feel like you're asking the audience reach with you for this. And for yeah, what reason, the audience is like... You know, I think the audiences will forgive a lot of stuff, but like, think of what the Marvel fan base would do if they just start playing willy nilly with her continuity, yeah. it, there would be some, there would be outrage. Cause that seems to be like part of what people really like dick about it. It's like, okay, since I saw this, yeah. I'm going to see that. And it is going to be interesting going forward because I think, I do think they are making, they're making a bold bet on Disney plus, but I do think it's a mistake for the mainstream audiences uh, by announcing that like all of these new Disney plus series are going to be in continuity and you need to watch them before you see like, you know, Dr. Strange and the mountains of madness or whatever it's called. Uh, that I think is a push into nerdery that I don't know if mainstream audiences that have been supported this far uh, will continue with. Well, because Disney Plus is so cheap, I think they they are taking a gamble and they're giving it away. It's not the cost, but it's the time. It's the like now oh, I have right. like four That's series true. of like you know eight hours of television before I can see what had been up to that point. What two or, two or three features at most a year? I'm gonna give Disney the benefit of the doubt here because I think they know they know that most not most but a, a section of the audience is not going to uh see all the shows and the movies just the movies because <laughs> what, you know movies are which which deal. movie series up this point do you think has been that <laughs> has been the one what? like I mean all of the movies have been to some degree successful uh, oh, yeah, I, th I feel like I thought I read somewhere that first Avenger might be the least uh, profitable one. I, th I think that was early on in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, but which one do you think the executives are like, uh, some people are going to check out of this one. So don't put too much of your continuity bullshit in like Ant-Man, for instance. <laughs> like, I, Yeah, I, I think Ant-Man's probably <laughs> the one, to be honest with you, because it, it almost feels like. Uh, a, a little superfluous. I know people who haven't seen the Ant-Man movies and they've seen everything else. And I'm like, but what? And with Infinity War, no, Endgame. Uh, with Endgame, it's like, Ant-Man's kind of a big part. The fact that he's, he's a fucking hero, man. Quantum he, realm. Yeah, he's yeah. the man with the plan. Exactly. So I was like, that's kind of important. They're like, oh, I just, you know, figured they found a way to... <laughs> He found a way uh, there, and he's like, yeah. But that's the thing, though. That's what, uh, I think they do a good job about uh, with these movies is that they'll put uh, Easter eggs and and some some things in there. But the enjoyment of those movies really isn't completely dependent on if you see everything. I think if you want to enjoy every, 
like and and not have any questions at the end it's probably the way to go but yeah i think they'll do a good job of mentioning the events of the tv shows and we don't even know how involved they're gonna be it's just the same cast like the loki series seems completely superfluous because he he's he's not even really in the franchise anymore he's kind of dead we don't even know if it's same Loki. I just read something where they just announced. I don't know if they're like reading your mind, Web, or like, hey, people may feel like this is one they drop out of. That that one will directly tie into the next Doctor Strange movie, the Loki series. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I, someone I mean, has left I'm... a comment on message board, and the Marvel overlords are like, no, no, you will watch that too. You will consume that as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure there's at least one scene, one little gag. But <laughs> this movie truly will be madness if you don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain hucksterism that I would really appreciate if they were just that open about it, <laughs> about them selling their wares. But getting it back to uh, Terminator, yeah, it's interesting that they feel like even with this one, like so you picked on Arnold, and you're also saying like yes. Linda Hamilton is like of no consequence <laughs> to general audiences, which is probably true. Um, it's the bridge. They're the bridge. They're like Harrison Ford in this film. If you want to keep the Force Awakens going, Hamilton is definitely doing a version of Harrison Ford with her like grizzled yes. sort of mannerisms and the way she like is like uh, just a huge smartass pretty much the entire time and cannot be bothered. Um, but it's weird to me that other than Salvation, that we always have to have Arnold. Uh, well, actually, Arnold's in Salvation too, isn't he? In the CGI oh, version of I him. Know. Yeah. Uh, see, I was about to give Mick G some credit, uh, but now I don't have to. <laughs> Everything's right again. <laughs> well, I, I don't even know if they had him on set. I think I think they got his like likeness and were able to recreate. Well, maybe he showed up one day to do that. I'm sure uh, he cast a check, though. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. You Just like to. James Dean's family is going to cast a check for his next starring <laughs> role. There, there was one tweet that summed it up for me. This, uh, I don't know who it was, but it, it was some uh, uh, working actor who was like, I don't like this, mainly because I have to explain to my mom <laughs> why dead people are getting more roles than I am. <laughs> That's got to be bullshit, right? Like, we've never heard of these people, don't know what it is. There's no way that they're going to have a James Dean movie. I think they're saying it's going to be like fall of next year. It's like, you're not start filming it. You're not going to get a James Dean likeness. I, I, <laughs> I mean, there's a dickish, you know, a big part of me. That's like a troll, of course, but <laughs> that would love for them to release something that looks like Tom Hanks and the Polar Express next year. <laughs> next big role. <laughs> well, I mean, the family approved it. So I have no idea what's, what's going on. <sighs> It's like, hey, you know what? Maybe I will get another Seymour Hoffman, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Let's see. There's something obviously wrong with Terminator Dark Fate that you and I cannot spend more than 30 seconds on the actual movie <laughs> before we lose interest. <laughs> okay. Let's – yeah. Okay. Let me talk about this, like, first act that I actually did enjoy. This was the first date night we've had in months. And it was spent dark fate. We both enjoyed like the first act, like everything in Mexico. Um, and, and I think the action sequence that it, it opens kind of with this uh, a ridiculous uh, chase and, and very destructive sequence where you're still kind of adjusting to 
what's uh, uh, this these new characters and why is this uh, um, Mexican um, like t- almost teenager, very young kid? Why is she important? And you're th- they're thrown in the middle of this action sequence, which I thought was pretty well done. I actually did enjoy the uh, the new Terminator. I think he has uh, kind of an interesting personality throughout, uh, and then the whole Venom as symbiote aspect of the Terminator. I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of an interesting twist, which is not quite the Terminator uh, T-1000, but he's not just another robot. There's a little more going on where he can turn into two individuals, and then, then there's a, a more uh, a threat there. I like the fact that... Do like it better than uh, in 3, where uh, it's uh, the... <laughs> like boob job they can do on command it's oh. like the new feature <laughs> <Not> about that <laughs> well you know what it shows that the robot is learning and and she's she's act you know acquiring with the generic male mind i don't know there is yeah. a really good correlation between terminators in this fictional universe skynet or whatever they call it in this um yeah. n- not learning like that didn't work, so we'll send <laughs> we'll send a slightly better version that can do this cool <laughs> new trick, and the movies themselves <laughs> not learning that it's like you know what there's just <laughs> no one cares. Like there's a small segment of it of people that cares, but it really feels like a franchise that needed it needed like its Battlestar Galactica TV series moment where there was no pressure. And yeah. you just got a guy that's like going to do something kind of cool and interesting, like low budget. Uh, and, and no way am I comparing the uh, with the Sarah Connor Chronicles to that. That was yeah. not that, <laughs> not that. But it just feels like they need to remove the expectations of it. This needs to make like six hundred million worldwide to break even. Like that's just it's a fool's errand. I think they need to do a uh, what what Split did. Well, you don't even know it's a Terminator movie until the end. <laughs> that that's that would the be. Big that would be the way, and then people are like, are going to be outraged. I paid for a Terminator movie. <laughs> <laughs> I swore no th- for decades. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you know what's, what? What they need to do is they need to film the movie from the perspective of the robots, because once they send a robot back in time, they would feel the repercussions instantly. They're like, all right, send it back now. Fuck! It didn't work. <laughs> credits the the terminator itself i'm surprised they've not done that like i understand with it being machine but there is you would think like uh yeah there would be some sort of like going back to the first one some sort of like low budget horror concept of it where you just are following like uh uh what was it did you ever see the movie the guest with dan stevens like that like you know you just have sort of a creepy like guy what no i have yeah i know i bought it and it's been on the list it, it, it was like four ninety nine at some point on iTunes, and okay. I, picked, I was like, oh, I remember somebody talking about this, and it was a blind buy. It's on the list. I've not spoiled anything for you, but yeah, basically the premise is just this guy just rents a room, and he's just kind of a creep, and people are like, what is up with him? <laughs> and so that's pretty much like what the Terminators, when they assimilate, are doing, where it's like, yeah. there's something off about that guy. Uh, I wouldn't mind that so much, just following the who, – who is this one? Is it Gabriel Luna? Yeah, what's throwing yeah, me off I've is they heard. list his characters Gabriel as well, but I'm thinking this, <laughs> he doesn't have a name, right? <laughs> Robots of the future, are like we really need to invest. <laughs> Some robot is like, whoa, whoa, we can't just call him that and expect, you know, he, if we're gonna make him Hispanic, we're going to go mm-hmm. all in and give him a name. The and 
going back to I'm trying to think of other stuff that I like. I like Mackenzie Davis, the fact that she has vulnerabilities. She's not just a robot. So, you know, we're we're more uh, uh, empathetic towards uh, her and, and when she's like breaking down. Like I like a lot of that stuff. So I feel like they have certain pieces. I think really it's the fatigue. And and, and after a pretty exciting first act, maybe even half, I want to say a first half that's like, okay, I'm kind of with this. You just, you know, Linda Hamilton shows up and then Arnold shows up. I'm like, and, and I actually did like that twist. Let's just get into spoilers of, you know, the, the fact that after all that T2, you know, they, they kind of pull an Alien 3 where they're like, we're just going to kill the kid that we fell in love with in the previous film. It's like, I like that twist. Do you think Edward like, okay. Furlong's family like the his likeness <laughs> rights being used from getting shot in the face? <laughs> Was it in the face? Did he get shot know. in the face? I don't know. Uh, I think he gets shot multiple times, right? Yes, I don't want to mislead people if they're Edward Furlong haters for some reason. I don't think you see his head explode or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that one scanner style <laughs> oh my gosh i think at that point linda hamilton would not have continued fighting i think that would have been pretty traumatic um and then the fact that oh they didn't just send one terminator back the robot they sent a bunch of terminators back i like that little twist it is retconning it a little bit but it's like all right they 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 you need to find a reason to keep making more terminators so they have to find something and for for what it was, I was like, okay, I, I'll go with this. And again, it's rare because David S. Goyer is one of the writers on this film, and he is an absolute – I don't want to say moron, but boy, <laughs> the stuff that he's done is very hard for me to get behind. And so – and I think the, the Nolan brothers very cleverly was like – Oh, he wrote this. He helped with the story, but he didn't write this Dark Knight movie. I think they were very <laughs> clever in doing that, uh, making sure I was on board because he is just. And I think he's admitted this too in a commentary where he's like, "I'm not a good writer, but I'm very good in structuring films." And so why he has single solo, you know, solo credit on any film is beyond me. Even when he's like stated that I'm bad at what I do, but I like <laughs> I'm good at this one aspect of what I do. So for I was shocked that I found things that I liked in terms of writing and 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 uh, uh, some other aspect of the screenplay here, but you you just get beaten down as a viewer throughout this film to the point where, oh boy, like all the the character development of the Terminator in this film also pretty laughable. I was like, is that Arnold? That was kind of squinting at the beginning there, who killed John Connor in the beginning. I was like, it kind of looks like Arnold. I don't know. And then towards the end, where it's like, I learned to be a human being. And I was like, oh, I'm glad that we skipped over that entire process. You know, it's like, this is lazy. This is lazy writing. <laughs> My wife does not require physical pleasure. And I'm like, come on, man. I mean, we do have machines that provide that for <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Yeah, it just sounds like yes, but I am not one of those machines. <laughs> <laughs> That's a conversation that should have been written. <laughs> this feeling of uh, inadequ inadequacy because the uh, you're just using me because I'm a robot. <laughs> like <that's... laughs> Yeah. I am more than just a, <laughs> a sex toy. You know what I also thought about when he said that he's really funny. 
is I don't know how much a Simpsons fanatic you are, but for the first like seven or so seasons, I'm a huge Simpsons fanatic. Uh, there's a Reindeer Wolf Castle movie where he's a stand-up comedian and he's just in front of a wall and he's telling these bad jokes. That's the this joke. That That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Upon closer inspection, these are loafers. <laughs> That's what I thought of when he said, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly funny. But yeah, like at, at that point in the film, and again, another... It's like the Hulk in in Ragnarok, where it's like I'm getting these texts from somebody telling me to be here. It's like, well, that's gonna be Arnold. You're, you know, it's like uh, you're like an hour ahead of this movie. <laughs> like, can we get there, please? So, yeah. Are you pausing? Should they have killed off Lyndall Hamilton as well in that opening sequence? Should they should they have done some sort of thing where they have the the old guard in? Uh, and maybe in the whatever the first action sequence, they kill them all off. No, no, you can't do that because you can't or Edward Furlong her. You know, you can't do that right away uh, because she she was a main draw. I feel like mm. the Terminator. <laughs> oh. I know, I know. <laughs> the thing is. The Terminator franchise already is kind of like we have we've lost all credibility. If we sweep, you know, the uh, the, the audience, uh, try to pull a fast one on them with Linda Hamilton, the the diehards are gonna even. I think be off the problem is it's just these like moderate like twists or upgrades, and they've not had anyone involved. Like, there's it's weird to be so beholden to failure. <laughs> which is yeah. like what they are like they like they you know this one is dismissing genesis but yes. it's not really doing anything it's actually doing less than genesis as far as attempting to like move oh, things yeah. forward so it's just weird to me that they like okay it's not worked in decades maybe we can just go crazy with this like i, I, yeah. I was not a fan of uh I, I like this movie better than joker so i'm not saying it always works out <laughs> But I can at, I at least understand the success of Joker, and I understand that the hook, the the concept of it is okay. We're going to give you like a an R rated version, and Warner's is only putting it. Actually, I read where like they made a huge mistake because they had so little faith in it that they didn't put up all of the money. They only put up part of it, and so now what they're getting returned has been divvied up. Uh, but that was like a fifty to sixty million dollar joker crime movie yeah and why why is there not a term why is it the terminator movies why do they always have to be almost 200 million dollars when the previous ones have failed why why not just do like a low budget sort of like and if you're just dismissing the continuity anyway who gives a shit just whatever if it doesn't work then on to the next yeah keep mckenzie davis though i've not i've not put my and I, oh, yeah, I feel like it, I, 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 I feel like it doesn't even need to be stated at least maybe that's you know web and i are a little bit closer than yeah. in the podcast audience but uh <laughs> i'm a big fan a big fan <laughs> yes um what, what else has she done she's done, she was in blade runner um no, no, no. a new I'm, one i don't i don't uh, well she was on a show a tv show called halt and catch fire that i liked um okay that admittedly i only watched the first season as it was airing but you know now i've like waited till like you know netflix picks up the rights to it or whatever um she was in oh, the Tully. 
She was Tully. She's Tully. She was in, uh, you, you know, keeping it sci-fi. She was in uh, The Martian and, you know, someone on the ground. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, but she uh, also was in this romantic comedy that I really like where she was uh, uh, Miles Teller's, like, partner in that. Um, don't don't grimace, Webb. No, no, no. I grimace specifically with Miles Teller. I like Miles Teller a lot. I do, too. But him in a romantic comedy sounds like a recipe for disaster just because he's he was so good in whiplash it was like that's that's his perfect role he's not mr fantastic to you know to be fair to him and i guess that movie it's an ensemble thing uh okay. and so zach efron and michael b jordan are the other guys and they that get awkward moment yeah that, that's the one you think oh yeah. that one oh okay zach efron has to deal with a lot of the heavy lifting as far as the kind of like, you know, the rom-com tropes and Miles Teller and Mackenzie Davis just get to be like the fun pair, like the fun couple. There's a movie called, um, a remake. Uh, Actually, before we like for that movie specifically, one question, I just read that uh, the alternate title in a couple of different countries was, are we officially dating? Is that a better title? No, neither. That awkward okay. moment is not a good title at all. But that okay. one's not better. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> trim it down a little bit. You know? <laughs> um, there was a, a About Last Night with Kevin Hart, uh, the, the remake yeah. of the 80s one. Uh, now, that one is one where the main couple, uh, I don't remember, the uh, Joy Bryant from Parenthood. Uh, the main couple, whatever, don't care for. And that part, that half of the movie really doesn't work that well. But Regina Hall and Kevin Hart is like the alternate couple that the movie is like, yeah. you don't need to be that invested in them because they're goofballs and they can have crazy sex and crazy arguments and they don't need to have a tearful scene where they reconnect. That's kind of – I guess that's what I dig in rom-coms because Miles, Miles Taylor and Mackenzie okay. Davis get to be that pair. Like, you know, the <gasps> okay. Yeah. I – I'm turned around. Okay. My, I retract my grimace because that, that will work. <laughs> yes. Okay. As a lead, no. That's kind of what Adam Driver was in um, in What If. Uh, yes. Yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. I, and, and the alternate title for that movie overseas is The F Word. And I'm like, that's a clever title. Yeah, they that's changed better. it in the States. I like that one a lot more. But I guess The F Word is too, I don't know, risque, too, too suggestive. But are you speaking of, of you know, R-rated kind of – I'm trying, desperately trying to bring it back to Terminator here. This didn't feel – this didn't feel like a rated R movie, I feel did like it? I did way more material on that awkward moment and about last night, two movies you've not seen. Yeah, which now I might. No, it did not. Like you, when you brought up the uh... – uh, the the sequence where the in Terminator Three where the Terminator is like driving through the, from the back seat with her hand through the yeah. arms like the guy's uh, chest, uh, no, not uh, really. Actually, I didn't even take notice of that. Like, I guess I think I just assumed oh, it's PG thirteen. Which, uh, what is it for? Can't be language, is it? Is it Lang Is it Linda Hamilton? Yeah, is it Lin her? Linda Hamilton says fuck a couple times. Okay, like that's really it, honestly, because everything else. It was no more violent than the other couple, and the other couple uh, movies have been PG thirteen Salvation, and it's just like PG thirteen is so relaxed now, you know that rating. Unless you are, oh boy, I'm trying to think. Yeah, unless you're you're going all out slasher or just talking about sex constantly, 
or have a penis in your film than I, I mean exposed penis. I'm sure they're you know penises all over films, but they're covered. <laughs> they're hidden from me, yeah. so I can <laughs> I cannot confirm. <laughs> Do you ever see a movie yeah. called Sneakers? Was it Robert Redford? Love it. Classic from yeah. uh, 92. Uh, Sidney Poitier is in that as his like oh, uh, cool. partner. Uh, they, they're like uh, Redford's like a former hacker from like the 60s. Like uh, so like an early computer hacker uh, who okay. now um, is part of this like security company. So they're like, you know, the thieves that like break into places, but then they just show like, here's where your weaknesses are. Now cut us a check, that type of thing, like okay. white hats. Um, but that film, uh, a bit of trivia, and it really throws you off when you're watching it is that uh-huh. uh, Poitier has this moment where he like motherfucks a couple of guys and the oh. film has not had really any sort of language. Like now it's a tense moment. But it was yeah. purposely put in there because of the age, the demographic they were going for. They thought the older audiences would only see it if it was R-rated because uh, otherwise it would have been like a PG movie. And they're like, no, that's for yeah. families. So we've got to throw in some motherfuckers in here. <laughs> you know, I, I can't even imagine Sidney Poitier saying motherfuckers. It's scary. He's such a it's classic, intense. Yeah. <laughs> It's like your, I just, your dad who never speaks, like being disappointed in you. It's like, oh my God, Sidney Poitier is motherfucking me. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched In the Heat of the Night, and that, that movie could have used a couple motherfuckers because it was. Uh, yeah, yep. I, I just picked it up from the Criterion Sale. It's like one of the two things that I was like, okay, I can. I, I want to see this one. It was, it was good, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch it again. Um, yeah. What about Dark Fate? <laughs> You're ever going to watch this again? <laughs> like, and I mean, I'm not oh, yeah. trying to be mean because that. I'm on the yeah. record. Not that I cared to revisit that record of not liking Genesis, but here I am. You know, I bought it for five bucks. I'm like, okay, I'll at least give this another go. Uh, and that's something yeah. with like movies that are out now, like awful, probably not. But the ones that are like, eh, that, that has a lot of problems. That wasn't very good. I do find myself sometimes wanting to revisit them just to figure out, was it just me? It's like, was it age or what yes. was it about that? That it, it didn't I connect with me. Agree. I, I, and I'm one of those people, as soon as like a new film comes out, if I've already seen it and I was like, yeah, about it, like Dark Phoenix is one of them. It's like I, I tend to find um, digital codes like on forums and stuff. That one was like, OK, I'll invest another, uh, you know, eight, nine bucks into it just to see. And also I screened it with I watched it for the podcast. And then I was like, all right, my wife might enjoy this. And then I put it on. She's like, oh, you got this? I was like, yeah. I was like, I think you might like it. She said, but you didn't like it. I was like, yeah, it was okay. And I watched it at the end of it. She was like, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so even my screening process is not really that effective. But but it wasn't offensive the way Hereditary was. So, yeah, I, I don't see myself watching Dark Fate again. Even even revisiting it, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe in like five years or so uh, when the next Terminator film comes out, I'd be like, oh, okay, let's see if this was this is, Terminator Dark Fate is ultimately vanilla. That's what it is. It's trying not to do anything too uh, fantastical the way Genesis was. It's trying to be a self-contained film, um, but following up with T2. That's about it, though. Um, I, I didn't like. I liked all the action sequences out in the bright open, like a. Uh, I did enjoy, uh, like I said, that first act, and in that factory where uh, the 
the, the kids work. Really enjoyed that stuff. And then by the time you get to the Humvee that's being pushed out of the plane, where I can't, I can't see what's going on, and then in the water, it all gets very uh, um, obnoxious. And just you feel like you've been hit over the head quite a bit by that point. Um, I also, were you ex- were you surprised by the twist? I guess that that this this woman is not just a womb, but she is in fact the savior and the badass that gets people together uh, to fight Legion. I wasn't surprised. Um, I felt like in these times, probably the only choice they could make. <laughs> You're going to have a female lead and you're like, oh, you're not here just for breeding the the next great man that comes out. But, um, I I mean, you know, I I still think that it's something Terminator 3 did better where you're having – I like the disillusioned John Connor who is like, well, that happens. But, you know, I'm just sort of like this junky drifter. And he's like convinced himself is like I'm a piece of shit. Like it, it was this weird thing where it's like I was always told I was great as a kid, <laughs> but yeah. like look at me now. Like why, why were people like making such a big deal of me? Uh, I actually just I probably liked uh, was it Natalie Reyes? Um, I probably liked her the least because I feel like she's given the most thankless part. You know, she's given the like sort of confused like target role right like what's happening to me yeah. why is everyone around me dying and then when they make that revelation like and part of it's the action sequences that you mentioned they're so crazy and over the top that there's nothing that allows a regular person to prove that they're capable of some sort of future yeah. greatness because being thrown out of a plane in a humvee like you pretty much just have to like you're just on a theme park ride you're like i guess i'm just rolling with this it's, uh, it's, it's not cinema it's not cinema <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. (laughs) Part of me is like, that joke's already too old. But then there's another part of me that wants this debate to keep going on. Like, every time there's a new movie, like, is that Cinema Marty? Is that? (laughs) Exactly. And he he issues a press release. No, that's not Cinema either. (laughs) Try again. Certified <laughs> That's what we need. Certified cinema by Martin. <laughs>